Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you this morning. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this morning? Very well, very well. Doing good here. Fascinating stuff today. Yeah. You know, we keep getting new stuff. I hope this is a sign of things to come. Yeah. But uh, I also have one point I want to make today that don't jump too fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, even on that church committee stuff, I love that. And, yeah. uh, uh, Thomas is working on it. But uh, when you look back at the church committee, <laughs> You know, they did a lot of good things and a lot of exposure. But then I looked at the foreign policy since 1975. I, nothing, nothing really changed. Nothing changed, yeah. <laughs> but I might be overstating that point. But uh, I, I just think that uh, you have to be careful to celebrate. But anyway, I'm, we should celebrate when we have glimpses of hope. And, and I think Musk deserves a little bit of credit on yeah, this. Yeah. And uh, there's been some exposure uh, over the weekend about you, you know, how the deep state and the corporate interests have, uh, you know, maliciously altered that whole thing of lockdown. And the individual who's uh, under the gun right now is a doctor. Can you believe a doctor would do these things? No. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, somebody was writing yesterday by one of the good guys, one of the good doctors, that he was so disappointed in physicians. Because right now, if you, but it, the media has something to do with that. If you look at the media, uh, it looks like the physicians went along with all this stuff. But uh, Gottlieb is a physician, but not in a true sense of the word. He is a bureaucrat, and he's a corporatist, and he's very, very wealthy, and he was anti-science no matter what they tell you. But now we're getting some information out that he was wheeling and dealing like the FBI was wheeling and dealing, and uh, this social media was really, you know, Twitter. Twitter's been involved before, yeah. I think, on some of this stuff. So he was, he's being exposed now, and this is very, very good. But, you know, Godlieb's, you know, relationship with this whole thing was when COVID broke out. And it didn't break out with Biden. It broke out, you know, with the previous administration. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that guided us, unfortunately, I think, in the wrong direction. But the uh, sentiment was overwhelming, you know. Uh, uh, it, was all, uh, it was all like declaring World War Three. So something had to be done. So they spent a two, three four, five, six trillion dollars, yeah. and uh, they defied science. But even with all that money, uh, they're losing the argument. Guess what? There is a something called uh, na natural immunity. And uh, we're sort of winning that <coughs> argument, and thank goodness. But they had to repeal that. But they also had money involved. Uh, Godleap, uh, you know, he had so many big-time jobs in, in the government, but he was also on the Pfizer board, yeah. and he also lobbied Pfizer. So that, that could be criminal. It certainly is immoral. It bet you it's unethical. Yeah. The whole works. But it's coming to light, and that is what we want to do, shine a light on this situation. Yeah, and this latest revelations from the Twitter files release, which came out yesterday, really answers a lot of questions that we had at the time, and I know that Senator Paul had at the time. What the heck is going on? All of a sudden, natural immunity was that's been around. You've asked, you asked the question at the time in 2021. It's been the normal thing for the entire history of mankind, and all of a sudden you can't even talk about it. What is going on? Are we insane? Well, it turns out we weren't insane. It turns out, as you say, it was deep corruption because there were powerful people there who wanted to suppress and deny any debate about natural immunity. Why? 
Did science change? No, but a lot of money was going to change hands if they got people to believe that our bodies could no longer heal themselves. And uh, I think a lot of credit goes to uh, Elon Musk, and I think it was a smart move because this was all reported by Alex Berenson. And Alex Berenson is in the story because he, of course, was a victim of Scott Gottlieb, who wanted to get Berenson kicked off of Twitter. And we found that out. So Berenson has been in the thick of it. Let's put on this first uh, clip because this is Berenson's report from yesterday, and you should uh, definitely subscribe uh, to his Substack. He, we've we relied on it quite a bit uh, since he got kicked off of Twitter. But here's what Berenson says from the Twitter files: Pfizer board member Scott Gottlieb secretly pressed Twitter to hide posts challenging his company's massively profitable COVID jabs. I mean, you can read that a couple of times, and it's very, very obvious that what we're looking at is corruption. And so, and what Alex starts out by saying is that Gottlieb, okay, now he was a head of the FDA. He's not some guy in the street somewhere. He's someone that carries a lot of weight because of his previous position, and he's banking on the previous position's weight to help his current boss at the time, Pfizer, he's on the board, not exactly boss. So what he did is he saw a tweet he didn't like, and it wasn't from, as, uh, as uh, Alex points out, it wasn't from some anti-vaxxer, uh, like of course the great Robert F. Kennedy Jr. No, it was from a previous FDA head, the guy who, who preceded him at the FDA, uh, Brent Girard. He saw a tweet that he didn't like from him, and so he wrote to his contact at Twitter, and we can put that back up if you don't mind, um, and actually uh, go forward one, and uh, go forward one more actually. He, so he emailed the top Twitter lobbyist, Scott Gottlieb did, and he said, this is the kind of stuff that's corrosive. Here he draws a sweeping conclusion off a single retrospective study in Israel that hasn't been peer reviewed, but this tweet will end up going viral and dri driving news coverage. And what the tweet was about uh, was simply uh, the uh, efficacy, and we can actually go to the next one. Here is the tweet. I'll give it back to you in one second. Here's what got Gottlieb all hot and bothered. This is a medical doctor, previous FDA director, and this is what he wrote back in August of 2021. It is now clear COVID-19 natural, natural immunity is superior to vaccine immunity by a lot. There's no science justification for vax proof if a person has had prior infection. The CDC director and the president must follow the science. If no previous infection, get vaccinated. So again, this is not a radical anti-vaxxer. He's putting up a study, Dr. Paul, and saying, we now know what we should have known all along, natural immunity is better. And pressure from Gottlieb forced Twitter to put a misleading, misleading label on it, making it look like the guy's a liar. You know, he, he had two jobs from his position because he was a well-known doctor, been in administration and this sort of thing. But uh, Jeff Tucker helps point these things out about, uh, you know, he had to destroy the concept of natural immunity. So he, he worked on that. Anything he could do yeah. uh, to discredit that principle. And, of course, Rand was very much involved yeah, in that. Yeah. And people, people lost their jobs over. And yeah. it, it, it's amazing, though, how gullible 
well, sinful. Yeah. The doctors ought yeah. to go through with this because I can't believe that. That's stupid. Uh, but the, the natural immunity. But the other thing was godly, um, you know, uh, didn't believe in anything other than you know what. He yeah. believed in this stuff. Yeah. And if, but uh, he had to, if you couldn't have natural immunity, you had to have lockdown. Yeah. So he was able to promote the principle of lockdown. And, of course, that, that uh, on occasion violated civil liberties. Now and then it was oppressive. To the point where, in a way, the people started to wake up. They went too far, and hopefully the majority of the people now are on guard. But um, it's easy to convince when you have control of mainstream media, social media, and uh, so, so much of the propaganda. And then when you have these organizations that go along with it, with the medical organizations yeah. went along with that. So it's pretty hard for even the very, very sincere uh, patient or uh, parents or whoever's engaged uh, to try to sort it out. But uh, I think in, in the long run, truth wins out. It's so Stalinist, you know, because they say, well, all doctors agree on this, but they already canceled the doctors who didn't agree on it. <laughs> yeah. People that, that, that you praised during the time who were courageous and were disappeared. Um, let's go to that next clip because this is not the only thing that he did. It wasn't his only time. Um, let me see. A week later. It's right. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So this is, this is, here's Gottlieb again. A week later, he struck again, complaining to his contact at Twitter about a tweet from Justin Hart. And we follow Justin throughout lockdown, too. He's a statistician, as I remember, and very, very good at pointing out things. And here's what Hart wrote. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but a viral pathogen with a child mortality rate of around 0% has cost our children nearly three years of schooling, is what he wrote. And Gottlieb was angry about it. What did he do? He wrote to his contact and said, you have got to take this down. You've got to take this tweet down. You can't say it. But he didn't write as... Um, he wrote as a former, former FDA commissioner, Gottlieb. He didn't reveal, and his Twitter con uh, contact at Twitter didn't reveal that he's a current Pfizer board member standing to profit enormously. Right after he tried to take down Justin Hart's thing about uh, his tweet about child mortality being very low, right after that, well, then Pfizer got approval for using the vax for children between 5 to 11. So this intervention, who knows how directly or indirectly, helped Pfizer uh, get approval for a drug given to children that they didn't need, as Justin Hart pointed out, and as we now know. And so uh, I'm going to go ahead and put up Jeff Tucker's uh, article in the next, because this, this is the other article that we're looking at, and Jeff did a great job, as usual, talking about it. And, um, and again, he talks about how, about how Gottlieb used his former status as commissioner of the FDA not talking about being uh, with Pfizer to get things done. And as you mentioned, Dr. Paul, we can go forward a couple, I think. Go forward to two. Now, this is from Jared Kushner's book. Go one more forward. And I'm going to throw it back, Dr. Paul, because this goes back to one more if we can. Um, I had a lot, of <laughs> a lot of clips here today. But this is from Kushner's uh, book, and, and uh, Jeff Tucker talks about this. So what was happening is that Gottlieb was directly intervening when the White House was deciding, the Trump White House was deciding to go on lockdowns and what happened? Gottlieb said, these lockdowns should go a little bit further than you're comfortable with. When you feel like you're doing more than you should, that's a sign you're doing them right. That's what he said. I, I think this is one of the worst 
things I've ever heard of yeah. their propaganda. To, you know, you're doing bad, and uh, it seems to be going our way, but do more. Don't yeah. ever feel badly about that. This is this whole thing about the uh, denial of truth. Uh, the, further away, the further you get away from the truth, the easier it is for them to march on. And, and that, of course, I think is what's going on, whether it's economic policy or foreign policy or not. They have to be in denial. But it's, it, it used to be for short periods of time, They'll go into denial in order to do ABC, but now it's a philosophy. You know, it's it's have endorsed this nihilism. You know, which is well, which is the motivation and a, a, a very deep belief of uh, Marxism and socialism and all that because it's a competition. So the competition between this type of lying and innuendos and justification, the, uh, the, the strongest thing we have is, is the truth. And of course, some people say, yeah, if you tell the truth, you might get into trouble. Well, yeah, but you might, you might be suffering a lot more if you don't get, your, get this thing straightened out. And that, of course, is the reason why people, the temptation is tremendous just to go along. Uh, you know, why, why fight it? You know, I have that creeping in there with yeah. me sometimes. I, all right, I'm, I'm just going to leave this alone. But we really have to be able to define it. And this is the reason that, uh, you know, that you see these attack. And he's a perfect example of that, that, you know, if telling a lie isn't good enough, you know, tell it bigger yeah. and more often. Yeah. And uh, we've heard so many stories about the ultimate dictators uh, using that process. And I came to you before the show when we were talking about the title. And I said, do you think it's a little too strong to say corruption? And you said, I was thinking of a stronger word. And, and I think that is because if you look at this, if you look at the, uh, uh, at the how things went, you know, first of all, you have Gottlieb, who is a strong proponent of lockdown. He gets Trump to lock down the whole country to Trump's eternal, uh, you know what, um, disgrace. He gets Trump to lock down the whole country. The whole country is miserable. People are taking drugs. The kids are going insane, suicides. And then what happens after we've been pushed to the breaking point, he says, ah, here's a way out of your lockdowns. We've got this shot. You need to take it. So he suppressed any debate about natural immunity, about anything that would get us out of this lockdown because the only door, the only door wasn't marked exit. It was worked vax. It was marked vax. And that's what he was doing. And if we can skip forward just a, a final thing from, from Jeff Tucker's uh, point, if he can point out. And this is what Jeff Tucker does make this point. He says, this is why what Berenson reports here is so significant. Gottlieb was anxious not only to lock down the entire country, but to censor any report on what used to be common sense observations about natural immunity, even when it comes from credentialed experts and cites peer-reviewed studies. What an amazing revelation. Oh, that's you know? for sure. It really, it really is. So, one, uh, if we can go on to the next subject, or do you have another Can I just on? do one thing? Yeah. Because Gottlieb did, in response to what happened yesterday, he put out a series of tweets. It's exactly the series of tweets he put out before uh, when he was busted doing the same thing. And let's put this up. This is what he put out yesterday. Here's Gottlieb now whining in a corner, trying to explain what he's done. He said, the selective disclosure of my private communications with Twitter stokes the threat environment. So does actions that empower people who've shown little restraint when it comes to purposeful vitriol. It instigates more menacing dialogue with potential serious consequences. So basically he's saying, if you discuss all the criminality that I committed 
while I was in this position. You're basically, you want to harm me. Uh, you know, you're threatening. I mean, feel threatened. <laughs> I guess he needs to go to a safe space. I've got an idea where there's a safe space he can be kept. And hopefully for years. Truth is dangerous. Yeah. So, so sorry, I just wanted okay, to put that you know, one out. Well, that's, yeah, that was uh, an important point. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, something I alluded to the other day because they were talking about what was going to be the results of the new Congress and they want to cut back and balance the budget. And uh, there were a few, they didn't think there was overwhelming a majority. There were a few of the Republicans that thought uh, uh, that they, uh, they were thinking along our terms, maybe, maybe we should cut a little bit from the military. <laughs> industrial complex and uh, I think in the negotiation there was more or less an agreement uh, and they would put in there that they would cut $75 billion, you know, uh, from the budget. But the thing of it is, they just put it in a little while ago, <laughs> and uh, it really hasn't been used yet. So in a way, they just aren't going to follow through by giving them that $75 billion. So the people who wanted the money said, they're cutting the military, our national defense, by 10%. Yeah, yeah. You know, that sort of thing, and it's $75 billion. So I think that is terrible the way they do this, but it also might tell us something about the way the system works. Because, uh, they, you know, uh, the, the uh, member of uh, Mike Rogers, uh, who's a, who's a head, head of the Armed Service Committee is also on the steering committee. Steering committee, as you remember, has a lot of power oh, yeah. because they they tell you what you can do and who's going to be where. So it's very, very powerful. And of course, he's a powerful congressman and he was on that. But he's also, as I believe is the case, he he was really happy with Gates. Yeah. And uh, pictures are very bad. <laughs> and uh, so uh, then I I guess he was getting some flack from that, so he he wanted to see if he could cover his bases. So I uh, he says I'm going to resign from the steering committee, <laughs> dilute my power a little bit, <laughs> but and this would also you know affect the 75 billion dollars he has to be there for what bills are going to be introduced. So he he's uh, he got he does that and the uh, and and so he. Um, he, I bet it was all strategy. Uh, yeah. So what happened? Uh, you, you know the uh, uh, to committee heads, uh, Republicans and Democrats <laughs> came to his rescue. You know you're too important. You know the Democrats. And I thought this is such a typical example. They can't dilute the power of their worst enemies in the world. Of course, who was the real enemy where they were willing to come to blows? somebody that wanted to cut something yeah, and was yeah. telling the truth, but he's good friends with the Democratic side, so they get together and beg and plead, oh, don't leave the steering yeah. committee. Why would a Democrat be so interested yeah. in that? So uh, the, the money, like the other day, what I predicted, I matter of fact, I, I missed my prediction because I said in time, it, it will be removed, but in time, it looks like before it even got started, uh, they were able to take care of that. So uh, they'll get their seventy-five billion dollars, and like uh, like the system works, is there there will be a crisis. I mean, who knows? Uh, there could end up being a crisis in Brazil or someplace yeah, that, yeah. that we have to do something about it. So that's uh, that's the thing. And I thought this was so characteristic of the bipartisanship, the way the system works. And once again, what I was postulating before the other day was how powerful will the military industrial complex, because this is in public, $75 billion, and they're going to strike it from the budget. 
Uh, it didn't take them long, and I think that is uh, pretty strong evidence of just how powerful they are and how powerful on, on the other subject with uh, Godly. Uh, look at the power they had to do with the pharmaceutical industry, and both of them are the big industry. I imagine if you put uh, the uh, pharmaceutical industry uh, together with the military industry, you got a big hunk of the budget. And then what if you added the interest you have to pay for the debt that they ran up? And then you say, wonder why this country's in trouble. You know, I wonder why it wouldn't be so tough to stop if you just change your viewpoints a little bit. Don't subsidize corruptions in the pharmaceutical industry and reward people for it. And don't subsidize the weapons manufacturers trying to get us into another war. Yeah. So, uh, and then you say, boy, that would help. Yeah, that, that, that would help big time. It would, uh, it would cut actually, uh, uh, you, you know, more than everybody would dream of. But I don't think anybody would notice it. Yeah. The only notice you're going to get is the economy would probably boom except for those people yeah. you know Pfizer and uh, maybe the arms manufacturer. Lockheed Martin, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Raytheon. Yeah I, I do think the 75 billion dollar number was thrown out there with the intention of being smacked down. You know a limited hangout is what I think it was <laughs> um, because it just doesn't seem like it's in, in doing. And I think that the whole point of this is to shoot it down and let's go because as you say Dr. Pony, here's the thing they had a massive increase in military spending this year in 2022, it was X. And, you know, for 2023, it's X times whatever. It's huge. And so, like you say, they're going to cut down a little bit of that increase. Oh, my gosh, you're cutting the military. <laughs> do you hate America? How much do you hate America? Right. And, and believe me, a lot of people read that headline, yeah, yeah. too. And, and, and it plays into the hands of the Democrats because they can act like the tough guys. Look at these Republicans cutting our military right when the Russians are about to invade. You that's, know? Why the, that's why the Democrats joined the uh, Republican yeah. hawk. But, you know, it's opposite of what we tried to do. Yeah. We were trying to get a coalition. Uh, and there are, you know, some constitutional conservatives and libertarians in the Congress where you could find. Maybe you can find them, but they're scarce now is the Democrat that uh, is anti-war like they used to be. Yeah. So it's the coalition that is out there is exactly opposite of the uh, of the coalition that we talked about and worked on. Exactly. And let's move ahead to uh, a couple of pictures. We can take a look at uh, at our favorite uh, the next one. Now, here's our our favorite tough guy wanted to beat up uh, Matt Gates. Uh, I don't know about that, but um, let's go to the next. And this is from the same article from Politico. And as we say, the Pentagon referring to last year's budget levels would amount to a roughly 10% cut, wiping out a $75 billion increase enacted last month. But here's the thing, Dr. Paul, and I think you and I were both suspicious in the beginning. They're not going to cut this. this, this they're not going to cut this at all. Here is a tip-off because Chip Roy, who we have praised for being pretty tough on this, he spills the beans because he was the most hardcore about we got to cut this spending, we got to cut this spending. Well, as could be predicted, He's the real Chip Roy is a little bit different. Let's uh, put this up. He's just like the rest. This is from the Politico article. Among the concessions McCarthy made to secure the speakership was a vote on a budget framework that caps discretionary spending at fiscal 22 levels that aims to balance the budget in a decade. And here's the part about Chip. The nascent pack. Um, actually, go to the next one because that's uh, this is where we talk about Chip Roy. Yeah, yeah. The office of Chip Roy. One of the conservative holdouts who cut a deal to support McCarthy and is a military spending skeptic. I don't know about that. 
downplayed the possibility of defense cuts as spin by big spending neocons in the military industrial complex. And here's Roy, during negotiations, cuts to defense were never discussed. <laughs> in fact, there was a broad agreement that spending cuts should focus on non-defense discretionary spending. And here's where he gets a mouthful of marbles. He says, this means cutting funding for the woke, woke and weaponized bureaucrats that receive massive increases, da 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 So we're gonna go ahead, we're gonna cut the swimming pool for the poor kids in the inner cities so that we can send another $100 billion to Ukraine. Well, you found a negative there. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I thought Chip Roy might have been a little bit. <clears throat> well, we never even discussed. We would never talk about that. Trust us. Well, you don't think he could have been just repro reporting the facts? or do you, no, yeah. he, he, he went along with it because the other way would be come on. What were they doing yeah. and st stand his ground? I mean, in his defense, he would be attacked brutally, and his district would probably be mad at him, too. Uh, for cutting our military, how could you do this? Yeah, so, right. So, so do you have another guy? Uh, no, I, I just have my closing piece. So, if you if you uh, have another couple of items, no, I, I, I don't be well. Okay, I'll do this because it's sort of a closing piece. It's not very long, uh -huh. <laughs> so get prepared. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, this this has to do, and it's there's a lot of good stuff in this, and this has to do with the Demar Hamlin. Oh yeah, because yeah. Uh, you know I. Um, I watched the television during that time, and it was very emotional. Yeah. And it was gut-wrenching because there's still a few people out there, more than anybody wants to realize, that, that uh, who understand about vaccines and all, the thought crossed their mind. Uh, I know a lot of people did it because a lot of people have said it, yeah. and they are not on television. Is uh, I wonder if he had his vaccines. Yeah. Because there's a, there are a lot of information about uh, the people who the young young athletes that have been in perfect health and they're having cardiac arrest yeah. and they're having myocarditis and so that crossed but that wasn't a time to do it because the people got excited about the coming together and the both teams and it was very emotional oh, yeah. and uh, respectful and uh, I thought I thought that was that was all good uh, but I I think that. Uh, uh, the, the, there was a miracle here, too, because if the reports are correct, and I believe them, that he actually had an arrest that lasted for nine minutes. Wow. But uh, you might say, well, you know what? Uh, if he hadn't been playing football, that's a dangerous sport. We don't let my kids play football and all that. Uh, he, it wouldn't have happened. But you know what? I, discerned, I decided I'd look at that a little differently. If, if he was to have a cardiac arrest, let's say it is related to some other yeah. incident. If he had had a, a cardiac arrest, probably not on that football field, he might not have made it yeah. because time is of essence. And they were out there, you know, a split second. I'm sure they gave uh, him, uh, you, you know, emergency care and the oxygen and all of it because, the, you know, the next day they said he's, he's improving yeah. a lot, which uh, is, is really, it's, a, it's a miraculous, but I think it was early treatment. So in a way, I think their response was fantastic. I'll give them credit, even though somebody might find a technicality yeah, in there, but yeah. I thought that was that was very very good that that happened. But uh, some someday uh, somebody's going to think more about it. And if you if, but because of the emotions with this, this isn't the place uh, to uh, you know press the his issue of what the statistics shows about uh, the uh, is there an increase in heart attacks and myocarditis uh, with the people who've had the shots and. Uh, and I've read some of the articles on this, 
but they always, they admit it happens, but you know what they do? They always qualify it. It's not nearly as bad as if you got the infection. Uh, you know, but but what about the young kids that are getting this? Uh, and they're the ones who did the best if they did happen to get an infection. Yeah. Well, I'm going to just have a little closing. And this really is a word of caution to Ukraine because they basically put everything on the I support the latest thing, Americans. And the latest thing for Americans was your Ukraine flag. You put away your put on the mask uh, T-shirt and then you put on your Ukraine flag T-shirt, support, support Ukraine. Well, as with everything, when you have the I support the latest thing crowd, they are easily distracted. Let's put up this next picture because this is your cautionary tale. This is taken in a, uh, in a store in the U.S. And it's a rack of I stand with Ukraine t-shirts. And above it, you see a sign that says 50% off. They're trying to move these. And I remember I knew that the whole mask thing was over, Dr. Paul, when I went into our local HEB and then the masks were marked down from $20 to 10 to 3 to 1 to take <laughs> one if you want. So I think we're seeing this 50% off your stand with Ukraine t-shirts. Get them while they're hot. Um, and that just goes to show what happens. So I'll thank our viewers for watching the show and turn it back over to Dr. Paul. Very good. You know, <clears throat> this program, we talked a lot about people distorting and telling lies and, and getting a lot of rewards for it, making more money and this sort of thing, having political gains. <clears throat> and uh, this, this is important because I think uh, there's a limit to how much truth you get out of Washington, D.C. Of course, uh, the truth uh, principle has been around from eternity, from the beginning of history, but there's degrees of it all the time. There's white lies and there's other kind of lies. And, uh, and most people throughout all history recognize and they accept the, the fact that under the higher law, you know, telling lies is corrupt and all legal systems has always, you know, uh, put rules and laws against telling, the, uh, telling lies, you know, especially if it's under illegal circumstances. But uh, the, the, you know, the, the whole thing is, is when you have the extreme attack on truth and it becomes a philosophy, and it becomes a so-called positive thing, then you have nihilism. And the one thing is, if you go through all the socialist system, all the authoritarian system, whether they admit it or not, and there will be degrees, I mean, if you get guys like Stalin and Hitler and others, uh, they know exactly, matter of fact, Marxism brags about it. We, this, the party decides what's true and what's right and wrong. Uh, there's no higher laws. So they, they do that, but it, the truth is, is uh, that uh, it's very valuable for us to recognize this and that uh, the people who want to uh, take, a, take control of the world and a control of other people's lives, it is based on, on telling lies. Even just today, the things that we talked about here with, with Gottlieb and these other people, there were a few, uh, uh, whether you want to call them lies or what, but boy, they were misleading, but uh, it, they, they aren't, uh, aren't truthful. And uh, this, this whole thing makes a big difference. But you know what? The whole system boils down to a moral standard of the people. You know, that uh, I, I, when you think too much about that, and I say, well, maybe we're in the wrong business.
you know, uh, how, how do you have a moral society? Of course, the founders wondered about that too, and they warned us, and they said, if the morality of the society uh, dwindles and they don't know the difference between right and wrong and truth, uh, the Constitution won't work. And you want a perfect example of the fulfillment of that prophecy is the Constitution isn't working right now, but it's still available to us if we ever decide to use it. And uh, our job is to make sure at least the next generation is exposed to it and know the difference between a nonviolent society and one that is based on aggression and dealing with the government. The worst thing that we have to face now is the, coll is the collusion between big business and personal items that get in the bed with the government. And we talked about this today. How how uh, uh, Twitter has exposed how the government, you know, used the, go uh, the, the government would use and help social media uh, to, to do these things to take over. So that, that is, uh, I think, available to us. I think people are waking up. We're moving in the right direction. But it's, I think it's also uh, a very serious matter. And uh, it, it has to be known that uh, truth, I believe, is truth is treason in an empire of lies. So if you have an empire and it's based on lies, if you tell a lie, guess what? It's treasonous. And guess what? We came close to it. Those few doctors and, and general people throughout, and the journalists and all, they, they, that was considered in their personal life treasonous, and they lost what they had. And uh, that needs reversed, but it only can be reversed by the people having a different moral standard than what we hear uh, from our Main Street media, our social media, and also from our government, especially be cautious about what we get out of our government schools. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.